What if I told you that you were about to listen to another wrestling podcast? No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 This is the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we discuss the ins and outs and everything you need to know in the world of professional wrestling. From the independent scene to NXT, all the way to the main events of the WWE. Our thoughts, our perspectives, and our predictions on the biggest topics and breaking news in all of pro wrestling. If it's happening, we're talking about it. Shut the hell up! This is the not another wrestling podcast here are your hosts sean mcchesney and cj palmasano all right let's get to it episode number what are we all 22 22 thanks for being so well informed a lot to talk about today of the not another wrestling podcast sean mcchesney cj palmasano we're your hosts a lot to get to today cj and in my opinion it's a sad sad day and obviously we have a pay-per-view on sunday but honestly really not too much going on that we haven't seen but there's still a lot to talk about today there is but the reason why you're not happy today i'm not happy today the reason why this is a very sad sad day is because the wrestling we're just going to kick off hot and heavy the dave Meltzer of the wrestling observer reported that tomaso champa has a neck injury it was reported that he was had an injury for about four to five weeks didn't seem too serious but it looks like he has to get neck surgery and it looks like this is spinal stenosis and the surgery is estimated the recovery time is six to 14 months Right. This is such a huge blow to It's a NXT. huge blow in general, not just for the NXT TakeOver New York main event, but everything after that, too. And there's a lot of ways that we can go with the CJ, but I'll stick strictly with Champa first, and then we'll kind of go into fantasy booking, what they do next. It, like you said, it's a shame that you know we're even talking about this today. Tommaso Ciampa, and we, you talked about this off mic, too. The first injury he had with the torn ACL in the main event tag ladder match against AOP at NXT TakeOver Chicago, that was maybe the blessing of disguise to, to really the turning point to the greatest year-and-a-half story of his career, even, you know, when he wasn't on TV, still making noise on Twitter, still slowly building that upcoming rivalry with with Gargano. His first match back, the main event of NXT TakeOver New Orleans, my opinion, the match of the year, um, in a lot of aspects, becomes the NXT champion, has a phenomenal 2018 going into 2019, and it looks, CJ, even though with Gargano turning heel, you know, we never lost hope that that main event... Mania weekend was still going to be the finale of Gargano Champa, and it looked like at a point it was. And as of right now, and who am I kidding? That's just not going to be true. It's not. It's just <sighs> things really through. There are two th- things that threw a monkey wrench in this plan. If we remember back in the summer when Alistair Black got hurt, and that was the way to kind of hold up. They wanted to do a triple threat to hold over that that last match Gargano and Champa finally eventually have. They couldn't. They still right, had it's like a, the winner take all match. Yeah, they still had. A, they still had a great match at Takeover Brooklyn Four, um, 
And we all knew that Champa was going to hold the title for a while, and this was going to be it, and at least for a while. And then we knew that this was going to blow up, blow over. Everything was going to come to come to an end at Takeover Brooklyn Five or Brooklyn New York, as WWE is calling it. Um, yeah, th- this spinal stenosis for those of you who don't know is. Um, it's a it's a serious injury, uh, serious uh, condition rather. I was gonna with, say it's not an injury; with, it's, it's a disease. It's, it's, it doesn't it's, go it's, away. It's a condition with your neck. Um, it shortened the career of Steve Austin, Sting, and Edge. Uh, spinal stenosis is something that is for sure treatable because Sheamus has spinal stenosis, and he's able to um, deal with it. Hence the reason why they put him in a tag team with Cesaro. Um, but it can for sure shorten a career, and if Chan- it has shortened it, careers, it's it shortened. It, it's like, like I just said with the three names I just mentioned. Yeah, it also shortened Page's career too. I was gonna say Sheamus's career is likely shortened. You know, you don't know how much longer he has. And so that's why he's in a tag team. So right, he exactly. Do, he can do less work. And surprisingly, a very good tag team. You do agree. Uh, I but, do. But you, you know, you're right. And in it's a damn shame. You know, and you know, you look at other athletes. You know, anybody who's a Mets fan out there. Most recently, David Wright had to retire due to the condition. You know, living with it for the last three or so years and then you know not being medically cleared to compete after that and you know not saying that's where champ is heading at the moment wwe is obviously going to be very careful i wouldn't be surprised to see them go the entire 14 months with this because it is a serious condition knowing uh champa and how hard he works he is gonna do everything he can to get back as soon as he can I, i'd give this as, about get, 10 months we'll see yeah it's not gonna be six There's no, no it's I, I i would agree with that Nine, but, nine, ten months. But you know, there's only so many times how much we can say this sucks and all that stuff, and it does. But it it, let, it truly does. Let's move forward in a way of let's find out what happens next. And really, the question, CJ, is what does happen next? We have a vacant NXT championship. Soon to we be. have a soon to be. It's going to be, and we have NXT's biggest show just about a month away in the Barclays Center. Where are we going with this? I I have said, we've talked about this. I've talked to a few other people about this. I think the clear person for Johnny Gargano to continue this feud with is Adam Cole. Baby. There is nobody else who I see because I think the only reason Adam Cole has never had the NXT Championship is because this Gargano and Champa story was so amazing. And I will say on record... And they needed him in the War Games match, the first one. Yes, also, I will say on record that I be- this is not only the best NXT storyline in its history, dare say it's one of the best, and I think the best feud of modern day wrestling. I think this is the best feud of modern day wrestling um, because the story, everything that is involved with it was so carefully done, was done so perfectly, and just... To no fault of anyone's own, it's just these things get in the way. These things happen in wrestling, and we hope that Champa gets uh, gets better soon. We hope he rests up, and we hope to see him again because Tommaso Champa, just as of re- lately, has been my favorite thing in NXT. Um, He's been my favorite thing in NXT since he came back. 
Oh, for sure. Even though he's had the, he's clearly gotten some of the most heat out of any heel in pro wrestling. You know, you he look at the, he's he's the best heel. You look at his entrance at Takeover New Orleans. We were in the crowd at Brooklyn Four. There was not maybe three fans, and that was a record that night cheering for Tommaso Ciampa. He was getting booed out of that building by and sixteen thousand. They, they were selling, people. they were selling his shirt that night. That's when his shirt debuted that weekend. So that's the thing. And I really love that he had no entrance and he had no merch. That was great. I, I wish they would have saved that. But yeah, that's all, you can only go so long. I with know. That. But eventually, gets stale. People are going to appreciate how they're going to start to like you if you're a bad guy because they're going to start to appreciate the good work you do. Right. But anyway, um, we wish Tommaso Champa speedy recovery. No, of course. And but the but one thing, thing I, is, we got to move forward. How do we move I forward? Know. We can talk. Obviously, I think Adam Cole is the right choice for Johnny Gargano. I agree. That is the right choice because he seems to be the guy who. Because where would Adam Cole fit and take over had Champa not got hurt? I don't think he does because you look at a guy like. Well, when you think about replacements for Tommaso Champa, let's go down a list first. Obviously, two other names you would think are Ricochet and Black, but they're obviously likely going to be feuding they're, for the tag they're titles. On, they're on the main roster now. Right. They're on the main roster, likely going to win the Dusty Rhodes Classic and compete for the tag titles at Brooklyn. So that's likely a match. So you take those two out of the equation. I would have much rather see them in a singles match. Yes, but again, we don't make the cards. There's reasons for that. No, we don't. But, you, you know, you're right. I don't see, maybe unless you had the Velveteen Dream in there somewhere, maybe a match for the North American Championship. Other than that, no, I don't think Adam Cole fits in that card. With Champa now out of the picture, he does, and it's in the main event of that show. Yeah, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. Um, would you, well, here's one thing. Would you leave the title vacant on TV until Brooklyn, or would you crown a new champion on television? It that depends. How number one, it depends on the amount of tapings they have left. How fast can they get our Gargano? Ch- it's, Gargano. It's March and takeovers in a month. They can right. do it. So how fast can we intensify the rivalry? If we can, I leave it vacant. Leave it vacant. Do a tournament. Do a tournament. See who. Um, do we have time for a tournament? Short one. All right. Here, here's some guys you can put in there. Obviously, you put Johnny Gargano. There's put, so many questions. You put here. Johnny Gargano. You put Adam Cole. You can put Matt. R- you can put Matt Riddle. Right. Um, throw Roderick Strong in there. Why not? That's four guys. Honestly, you're just throwing a few. Well, actually, no. You know what? You can do... Hell, you it, could do two keep, Fatal 4-Way uh, matches. Don't even have a tournament. Two Fatal 4-Way matches. The winners face off in the main event. Okay, here's the first Fatal 4-Way. Adam Cole, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, and uh, Velveteen Dream. Okay. Second Fatal 4-Way. Johnny Gargano, uh, Punishment Martinez, uh, Cassius Ono, and one more guy from uh, NXT male, um, Tyler Bate. Okay, that works. Tyler Bate, there. That absolutely works. Uh, throw those guys. Then the following week, the win. Um, well, actually, in the following week, those two become the the winners of those fatal four ways, or the main event for the NXT Championship at Brooklyn. Yeah, that works. Because honestly, not that we, we couldn't do a tournament. I just don't know if we had time for a tournament at this point. Because like you said, it's a month away. They probably have two or three more tapings to go because I don't know how many they've gotten up to at this point. It wouldn't have to be a big one. I mean, look at the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. It's not that big of a bracket. I mean, the first round just finished and now we're already into the semifinals. Right. But that's all... Well, the difference with that is they have a few tapings out of the way of that. This just happened. Very true. We don't have a lot of time for this and it's the NXT Championship. I think... At this point, it's like, and it's hard to do this, CJ. You have to be as quick but as careful with this as possible. 
We'll have to see. Another thing to discuss is when do Gargano and Champa eventually finish this story? Well, you and I talked about this off mic, and that is a great question because you want the story to end perfectly, and I think it would have at New York. There's no question. Unless they ended it in NXT, went up to the main roster, and did a few things there, but at least it, their chapter in NXT would have ended perfectly. I don't think it ends in NXT because I think at this point, I really believe, you know, and you said, and we're going to have different opinions when we make these predictions if that is the match. I think Johnny Gargano is taking the place now of Tommaso Ciampa. I think he's going to lose at TakeOver, and I think he's going to go right up to the main roster. Because the only thing really, and I agree with you on one point, I think Johnny absolutely deserves the NXT Championship. He doesn't need it. He deserves it. But he's already had a run with the North American Championship, even though it was short. He he was able to say, I won a championship in NXT. Tommaso Ciampa out of the picture, there is absolutely nothing keeping him in NXT any longer. So I honestly think that after TakeOver, he's going to he's gonna job or job. He's going to lose to Adam Cole. They're going to start the year of the Undisputed Era off with Cole winning the championship. And I think Johnny goes up to the main roster and waits for Ciampa to get back. It's very likely that that will happen because technically Gargano already has been called up. They've just kept Gargano and Ciampa off TV right. because of his whole entry with Ciampa. For me, I mean, the... Taking everything away, I would. If we lived in a perfect world, you'd keep Gargano in NXT, you wait till Champa gets back, you finish it there. But at that point, people would just be like, Gargano's ready for the main roster, Champa's ready for the main roster. Right. Because honestly, what I see happening with Champa is when he comes back, he's probably going to get called up like McIntyre did. When, yeah. Mac, when McIntyre and lost. And make an impact immediately. When he lost to Andrade Cien Almas at, uh, at War Games, right. he came up the night after WrestleMania. He didn't need to go back to NXT. Absolutely not. He didn't need to go to NXT in the first place. Not to mention, he didn't have a reason to go back. And even his one reason of going back, Andrade lost the NXT Championship and got called up right after that. There was no reason for Drew to go back. No. But that's what I see happening. Camp is probably getting called back, called back up. My, my thing is, it's just. Ugh. The main roster is not going to do justice to this story like NXT has. Well, let me paint you a picture here because it is likely Champa will be out one year. All right, so we're looking at February, March, maybe January. The XFL would have kicked off by then. If Triple H is in charge, does your opinion change? If Triple H is in charge, absolutely my opinion changes. But I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. Just keep an open mind that by the time Champa comes back, the XFL would have likely kicked off, and Triple H will likely be running things on Raw and SmackDown. I Just keep an open mind. I can't, I'm keeping an open mind, that, and I'm hoping and praying that that happens. But if Vince McMahon is, in, is head of the... Is in charge of everything. Oh, you're absolutely right. I don't trust him to do the justice I don't that either. this story has done. Because he hastily... Called up Ricochet, Black, Champa, literally and just to watch them fail, and they have just, just just so we can have new faces on Raw. I mean, not just so we can have new faces. It's a good to have new faces, but just to have them for the sake of having them and having no idea what to do with and them. And not to mention, the head of NXT had no clue about it until hours before the show. Triple H. Yeah. Which is mind-boggling, the fact that that's even a true report. Uh, but you're right. I mean, I think if Vince is in charge, you're right. I don't trust him to do this story right. But again, keep an open mind that the XFL would likely kick off before Champa gets back. And it's likely that Triple H will be handed the reins. And if he is in charge at that point, I trust him to end the story right. Even if it is, you know, all right, Champa's back. We're going to do this one more time. And then you two are going to go your separate ways for a little while. I trust him to get it done properly. All right. We'll see. Because, again, like, you can keep Gargano in NXT and wait for Champa to get back. Number one, 
how much longer for Champa to get back? Number two, they're both ready for the main roster. Again, the one thing that was keeping Gargano down there was to beat Champa for the NXT Championship. He no longer has that opportunity. What's keeping him down there any longer? Have one last match with Adam Cole at New York. Do your curtain call and see you on SmackDown two nights later. That's basically it. You think he'd be better? I think he'd be better fit for SmackDown. Well, that's why I said SmackDown. I, I don't much, know if he, he'd be a much better fit for SmackDown. Oh, of course. You think Champa would be better fit for Raw? Yeah, I think so because he's kind of he's bigger than than, than Gargano. Like he got really muscular right. when he came back. So I think he'd be a better fit for Raw. Yeah. But it's one of those things, too, where, again, we're going to have to wait and see. But that's what I think is likely going to happen. Because, again, you can't keep Gargano down there for 12 months to wait for a guy with an injured neck and a disease and be promised that he's going to come back and everything's going to be written done the right way and then you're both going to get called up. That's not fair to either of them. It's not. They both deserve to be up there and the one thing keeping Johnny down there was to beat Champa for the NXT Championship. Now that that's gone, there is no reason for him to stay down there another five minutes. Have one last match in Brooklyn and see you later. Well, we'll have to see how things play out. Exactly. But on the bright side, on the bright side of a horrible situation, it's about damn time for Adam Cole. Of course. Of course it's about damn time for Adam Cole. Uh, other than Tommaso Ciampa and the Gargano feud, the Undisputed Era, like the Gargano and Ciampa feud and the Undisputed Era are my two favorite things about NXT. And I was watching DIY versus Undisputed Era today, and it wasn't O'Reilly and Strong. It was O'Reilly and Fish. It was so the original. So it was DIY versus Red Dragon. This was so much fun, this match. Gar- they come out to the ring, Fish and O'Reilly. Gargano comes out. Champa comes out. Champa's music stops. The screen goes black. And then you see new DIY graphics, Gargano and Champa. You know, it's going to be really bittersweet watching these next few weeks of NXT. Knowing that. Knowing that this isn't going to pay off. Yeah. But I had to take my mind out of that for a second. I had to just watch the match for what it was. A dream match between. It's important in times like the UCJ to remember yeah. the good times. Yes, it's to <laughs> to to recognize two of the best tag teams, uh, and probably arguably NXT's best tag team, and then you have one of the best tag teams in the past like ten years. Yeah. Or so. Um, and you remember DIY was formed really to be a jobber in the Dusty Rhodes Classic, and it, it was, we are years it was, later. It was an opportunity for those guys, and they made the most of it. They made the most of it, and now they became like. The most beloved, they they became the most beloved tag team in NXT. Right, and then you got it going against Fish and O'Reilly. This was fun. Uh, Fish and O'Reilly were working over Gargano for most of the match. They were the they were the clear heels. Uh, it was a little strange seeing Gargano and Champa together, but it was so much fun. See, now, they, not to get sidetracked for a second, but you just mentioned a good point. You said clearly the undisputed era were the heels in the match, right? Yes. Okay. So when we get to the episode where Gargano throws Champa into the screen, and they're going to write Champa off after that for injury, does Champa come back as the face? I don't know. I, I really don't know because obviously I think Champa would have been the heel going into the match. I think it's. Despite what happened. Well, here's the thing we don't know what happened in the match between DIY and Aleister Black and Ricochet. Okay. Gargano could have messed something up and Champa could have gotten in his face and saying, What are you doing? What are you doing? Like, you're supposed to follow my lead. Like, something like that could have happened. Okay. So we don't know what could happen in the match. Just hearing it off of reports, it can be like, Oh, Gargano sounds like he's going to be the heel. 
but we'll just have to wait and see what happens. I guess so. All right. Well, you may continue. Anyway, the match was so much fun. Um, this And I remember the night Undisputed Era <laughs> debuted. Champa tweeted this. Uh, it was a picture of him and Gargano together and then uh, Fish and O'Reilly. It was the night of Brook- uh, TakeOver Brooklyn 3. He says, after tonight, I realized one thing. That DIY versus Red Dragon will never happen with a laughing face emoji. Right. And I'm like, oh, Champa, you proper bastard. <laughs> it was, but now that match happened, and that was one of my favorite NXT TV matches I've seen in a very long time. And uh, I just, I love tag team tournaments. I love tag team wrestling. The Dusty Rose Classic itself, I think, is awesome. It's, it's never so failed. Fun. No. It's never failed. You know, last year you got the ending where Roderick Strong turned heels, joined the Undisputed Era. The first one with Joe and Balor winning the Classic only for Joe to turn on him and feud for the NXT Championship. You know, all of them really have been just awesome. And this one already, it's not even over yet, but just the matches that we have seen have been spectacular. Four teams left going, I don't know what happens in the tapings with it, but who do you think is going to win? We got Black and Ricochet, we got DIY, obviously DIY doesn't win. Uh, so it's we, obviously we, Black and Ricochet are in the finals. We got... Uh, and then we got the Forgotten Sons and Mustache Mountain. I think this will go to Black and Ricochet as a one last send off. Get them a good match at Brooklyn. Um, they'll obviously lose to the War Raiders because number one because they're in their own Raw Tag Team title match this Sunday, which they're probably going to lose. I say no. Ricochet and Alistair Black are two big single stars, and I think they should go against each other and put on an amazing stellar match. Give it to to Mustache Mountain or give it to the Forgotten Sons. Um, so you'd rather I, Ricochet and Black go one-on-one as their last matches in NXT? Yeah, I'd rather see them go out. Hey, I'm not saying I disagree I'd rather, with you. I'd I'm rather just, see that match. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying this is what I think is going to happen. All right. I think I'd we, love to see them go one-on-one. I would personally love to see Mustache Mountain go against uh, the War Raiders. But anyway, I think we should move on to the main roster now. Few things going on. Uh, um, a few little heel turns. Uh, well, big. Well, we should start there. I think Ronda Rousey uh, with Ronda Rousey. And again, I talked to you about this off mic. This triple threat match really yeah. reminds me a lot of Daniel Bryan, Batista, Randy Orton, and not even just the match, but the setup to the match. You have really Charlotte acting as kind of Randy Orton, not as the champion, but as the heel going in. You have Ronda Rousey as Batista that they wanted as the face, realized it wasn't working, and turned her heel. And you have Becky Lynch as Daniel Bryan. Well, I really don't think of it at all. I really don't think of it at all that way. It just crossed my mind the other day. I'm like, wow, it's a similar lead up to WrestleMania. And looking at this, they have kind of overbooked this a little too much. You know, because I, I, I really had to sit down and think about it. First, they wouldn't let Becky compete unless she, unless she apologized to uh, Triple H and Stephanie. Right. She eventually did, which kind of takes away from that Stone Cold-esque kind of attitude apologizing for it. Right. Then Vince comes out Stone and Stone Cold would have stunned Triple H and Stephanie in the middle of the ring. Yes, he would have. So... It kind of takes away from that. Also, Vince, I mean, Vince coming out and saying, you're replaced by Charlotte Flair, which at first was like, okay, this is a great way to get heat on, on Charlotte. Right. Then you have Becky, you know, kayfabe suspended. She comes in. And granted, anything Becky had been doing with this, this story, she's been knocking it out of the park. Just right. be- beating the ever-living crap out she's of She's doing as best as she can. Yeah, out of Charlotte and Ronda. And then... Invades the, the Elimination mm-hmm. Chamber pay-per-view. And then has Ronda... Lay the belt on the line. Stephanie says the next week that that is Ronda giving up the title, and she's been stripped of the title. It's vacant, so it's going to be Charlotte and Becky facing for it. Ronda shows up late for work, storming to the ring, and says, this is not what I said. I just wanted you to reinstate Becky in the match. I didn't say to strip me of my title. And then Stephanie's like, okay, here you go. Here's your title back. 
and I was just like, this has been kind of very over booked and it didn't need to be that much it really could have been a little more simpler a friend of mine said this at work yesterday and you're in your spot on but what I'm about to say there are too many storylines in this one feud too many too many storylines too many storylines too many things going on at one time it should be one simple thing like how it started it should have been Rhonda and Becky yeah it should just stayed as Rhonda and Becky. Maybe not storylines, but there's way too much going on. There's way this, too much going in on very in very little feud. time. The good news with this is, after Sunday, you got four weeks to clear everything up. Yeah. After Sunday, it should be one thing down the line to MetLife. That's I know it. I said last week that this was the most carefully booked storyline and and protected and all that. But looking at it, and I think they're getting greedy now. And but looking at this week, I'm like, this is a little much, is it not? So, but and then, and then. But Ronda turning heel, I think, was a good way to kind of end Raw until she kind of went a little too early on this uh, in the segment and had to have Stephanie just cut, cut like a, a, an on-the-spot promo, which yeah. was weird having Raw end. And you could and you could hear a producer saying, "Ronda, hold up the title, hold up the title." That was bad. Yeah. But Ronda turning Baby heel, steps. <laughs> but Ronda turning heel and beating up Becky Lynch, going to the tweet that she says, Rebecca Quinn, I don't care what the script says, I'm going to beat the S word out of you. Yes. So I like that. I like that she beat up Becky. I liked that she's a heel now. I liked how she was sold on commentary, especially what Corey said. He said, it's about time Ronda remembered who the hell she was. But then they're saying this is the Ronda Rousey that we wanted to see. I don't know about that. But I like. But this is the Ronda Rousey that they're portraying her as she was in the UFC. She's a fighter. She's a mm -hmm. killer, and that's how she's going to act towards WrestleMania. And maybe that's a good thing. Well, I like that she is turning on the fans, and that she's, she's better than this, and that she just did this because you know she happened to be good at it. Yeah. This was never her dream, and she's saying that Stephanie isn't. You know, you care too much about your money and how much money I put in your wallet. That I'm untouchable. Saying all these things. And, and then this was the one of the few gems in this very poor episode of Raw. I, I say Charlotte... We call it the poorest episode of Raw. It, had dead spots, for it sure. Had, it had some decent It, it picked moments. itself up at times, yes. Um, you may continue. Anyway, I think Ronda as a heel is perfect. I want I I've wanted to, we're not going to get much of her because apparently those reports of her leaving Mania are that's really going to happen. Meltzer yeah. is com is saying that he that she is going to leave. Now, is she leaving um, for good or taking a hiatus? Probably for good because she wants to start a family. Huh. Um, her last scheduled appearance is the night after WrestleMania, so it could be her send off or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, earlier in the night we had uh, Roman Reigns cut uh, a promo. And Real quick, were you scared that he was going to challenge Seth for the number one contendership? I was a little worried. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I no, was like, Vince, no, 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 you no, just no. got the fans but, back on his side. And Seth was like, saying like, I know what it's about the Universal Championship. Come on, if it's in my way. He's like, no, it's about the Shield, actually. <laughs> so that was very clever. That was very yeah. clever. So the the whole story of Raw was just trying to get Dean Ambrose back on their side. Right. They did. Granted. Um, and there are a lot of conflicting reports that reports that Ambrose is leaving and he's that he's staying leaving. and they well, this, right right now if you have to pick is Ambrose leaving or staying before Monday I would have said staying 
but obviously the what they're saying in WWE is he's leaving. And again, I'm not saying that, you know, that's true. It could be a work and he could just be staying. But the fact that they're advertising the very last time for the Shield this Sunday. It's interesting. CJ, I really don't know where to go. Originally, I was he's staying. I saw the report. It, took, it was his idea to do this storyline to begin with. It's a work. He's probably going to resign. They're, they're there, was no, there was no question his contract up after Mania, but it was, this was his idea to do this storyline. But they're also advertising him for Raw's and House shows after WrestleMania right. in April. Um, he's... There was also uh, apparently Roman Reigns said at a at a signing, a little kid said like you know don't make, please try and get Dean Ambrose to say uh, to stay, don't make him leave. And Roman's like I'm gonna take care of that for you. Yeah. I don't think if Roman. I mean I th- if Ro- still if think Ro- he's staying. If Roman knew, if if Roman knew that he was leaving for sure, he'd probably say something to the kid like I'll see what I can do. No, he's like. Like you know, he's like, he's like, I wish he would stay, or like, uh, like I'll, I hope he does, right? You know, for you and me, but, but him being like so confident, like I'm gonna take care of that for you, for the kid, you know, I, I just at this point, I think it's all, it's all just a big work now. I thought it was from the beginning, honestly. I'm just going with what I thought in the first place. I think he's staying. Yeah, I've changed my mind. I think, yeah. he, I think it's all big work. Yeah, Ambrose is staying, but. The Shield is back together. Does he take a break after Mania? Possibly. Yeah, I don't think so. But I think he'll stay. But the Shield is back together to face Baron Corbin's mid-card of evil. That's a good good job out of you. Strowman, Balor, and Kurt Angle job to McIntyre. Don't get me started. Corbin and Lashley just so they can look as bad bad guys. Can't wait for all these guys to be in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Except for McIntyre. Well, yeah, he's gonna. He's Mc, gonna go McIntyre over should not even be remotely near Corbin. Oh, he'll Lashley. go over against Cena, like fifth to last, probably. I don't know. Now it could be possible that Samoa Joe faces John Cena now that he's the U.S. champion. But we'll get to that in a few minutes. Um, overall, with Raw, uh, with Raw, kind of poor. Um, Bruce Prichard have the nine off. <laughs> well, apparently he's not creative. He has. Some I thought of, he was head of creative. That's apparently he he squashed that rumor on his something the wrestle podcast. He that he is not head of creative, but he is an executive. Uh, he does have an executive title. They're just kind of working it out. Ah, okay. With the contract or whatever. Right. But anyway, um, another th- thing to hit on is uh, Triple H's promo on Raw. Okay, about, so about Ric Flair. Obviously confirming I, the match between Batista is going to happen. Which I liked. It yeah, got it was some, a good got, promo. It's got some realism in there. And oh, Triple I mean, H is bringing always, up his son, his real name. Triple H is always great on um, bringing realism into feuds, especially in today's modern time. Right. So it was a good and passionate babyface promo. Uh, I think later on you had Aleister Black and Ricochet face the Revival in a tag match, which Rude and Gable interfered, uh, attacking the Revival. By the way, did you like the meme I sent you on Facebook where you like Rude heel turn? It was just him just like this, and he aces and aids. Yes, <laughs> that was great. I which I think he'll uh, he's going to turn heel soon. I'll get it into our predictions later for Fastlane. More into that later. Okay. Um, and then and if. Anything else happened on Raw, I cannot remember, honestly, for the life of me. I mean... That's about it. Yeah, Shield reunion, Triple H, Batista confirmed. Batista may be on Raw next week. Um, Ronda heel turn, a lot of other crap in between. 
Yeah, those are, um, those are just the main points to hit. Um, Kurt Angle's still jobbing to people. <laughs> um, no which, plans which for is, Braun. Which is mind-boggling about Kurt Angle. But anyway. Oh, is he a company guy or what? <laughs> they must be paying him well. Anyway, <laughs> moving on to SmackDown Live. Um, SmackDown. Couple things. Couple things. One. We Kevin a, Owens is a face. That's number one. Kevin Owens is a face. We have a new United States champion in Samoa Joe. About time. About time about, he gets something. About time he won a title on the main roster. I'm afraid they're just not going to do anything with him with the U.S. title because the U, no, they just don't care about the U.S. title anymore. I would be dumbfounded if they did nothing with Samoa Joe. I would not. I would I would be completely undumbfounded. I would not be surprised at all because look what they did with Nakamura. Nothing. Look what they did with Rusev. Nothing. With R-Truth. He was off TV for like two weeks when he after he won the title. So now it's back. Well, not back, but now it's on Samoa Joe. It's on somebody legit. It's on someone legit. And I always say that there is nobody who feels more real when he speaks, nobody who feels more real when he's in the ring than Samoa Joe. And if anybody disagrees with me, I dare you to disagree with me. I dare you to disagree with me. When you hear Samoa Joe cut a promo, how can you not like feel something when he's when he speaks? Jo- also, I, you also you gotta just bring up a good point there. Like when you look back at that fatal four way, not that the crowd wasn't necessarily dead, but I don't think anyone was expecting Joe to get the finish. And as soon as he did, the place went crazy. Of course, like, oh my God, Joe finally won a championship. I mean, it was kind of slow to start, but the the match really picked up, and Joe. Getting the win, I, I just hope he does good work with the title. I really do. Um, and thinking about this, you know, the SmackDown tag division is pretty stacked right now. Yeah, you got the Usos, the Hardys, the Bar, uh, Rusev and Nakamura are a tag team now. Um, you got Ricochet and Alistair Black, which they are a good tag team together. You'd they, just rather see them go one on one. I'd rather see them as singles. Sucks. I mean, maybe they do go one on one to kind of end their NXT run, and then go back up as a tag team for a little bit. Maybe, maybe it could be kind of like a WrestleMania 21 thing, where like Eddie and Ray had an exhibition match. They opened the show. They were tag team champions, but right. they, you know, just had just had an exhibition match. You know, right. that could be their match at a at Takeover. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah. I think that the SmackDown tag division is stacked. I really want to. I think I said last week. I really want to see the Hardys and the Usos at Mania, and then have the Usos. I don't think anybody would argue with that. And then have the Usos go to Raw and, and feud with the Revival for the Raw tag team titles. Yeah. Um, and then we had Charlotte and Becky in the last segment of the night, where Becky, where Charlotte started beating the crap out of out of uh, out of Becky, but she was able to get herself back up, get Charlotte in the armbar. And maybe the best thing that Char- that Becky Lynch has ever said, ever, I'm going to break your effing arm. <laughs> Not going to curse, but that was just great. And <laughs> hearing someone, hearing an Irish person say that word is just so great and so funny. I do agree. I just, but um, th- that's like the... One of a few matches I'm excited for on Sunday Because honestly I'm just not I mean Brian and Kevin Owens will be a good match Yeah It'll be a good filler match leading into what we have An interesting thing though is New Day wasn't featured I mean I mean, they did say we will be at Fastlane on Sunday We will be there so, in India Right so it makes you believe that And co- even when they are When Vince McMahon is not watching them They're at a gym and Big E still doesn't watch the television correctly how? 
Answer me that question. I cannot do that. Uh, but doesn't so, that bother you though? How yeah. they watch TVs when they're wa- when they're on Raw and SmackDown? A little bit. You don't see that in NXT because Triple H knows that's ridiculous. Yeah. But it's interesting because they said we will be there on Sunday. Leads to believe that Kofi will get involved in this match somehow. It obviously looks like Kevin Owens has a clear-cut baby face. He even said, I, I didn't mean to take this away from Kofi, but I do mean to take that championship away from you on Sunday. All right. So clear-cut baby face, Kevin Owens. And every man. And every man. Good American. No, just, good Canadian man. Good. Kevin Owens is the every man in this feud. He's, yes. He's the guy that the wrestling fans want to cheer for. Yep. And honestly, people have been cheering for him for a long time. So right, it's just now they're finally it. running with him as a face. They're yeah. like, all right, we've seen you do great heel work. Let's try you out as a face. Let's see how it works. And so far, so good. It's just like, again, we're most likely going to get Kofi involved on Sunday. How does he get involved? But an interesting twist here now, CJ. You brought this up a few weeks ago. Mustafa Ali is back. Yeah, Mustafa interesting Ali is Interesting twist back. here. We're not going to see a fatal four-way at Mania, are we? Uh, we Last might... <laughs> Last Fatal 4 where we had a Mania didn't go so well for the, for the, for the championship. When was that one? That was, that was um, WrestleMania 16 or WrestleMania 2000, whatever you want to call it. It was Big Show. Oh, Rock, it was that long triple, ago, the last tri- one? Triple H. Yeah. And, um, it was first Mc, and only. Foley. It was the only ever Fatal 4-Way main event in WrestleMania history with a McMahon in every single corner. My oh, because God. that well, I, I I don't think the McMahons will be in the corner. Of I each, doubt it. Of each individual person. <laughs> I think the McMahons are involved in Mania at some point. I'm not talking about Shane versus Miz. I do think there's some involvement between Vince and Stephanie. I think you'll see Vince and Stephanie out in that main event. You really think so? I it, I got to see what happens in the next four l- l- weeks. Listen, if they really don't want, if they really want Mania to go off with a hitch, stay away. Stay away from shenanigans. In this triple threat match with the women, stay away from shenanigans. You can have Ronda and Charlotte act like heels, but stay away from shenanigans. Oh, they'll no probably inter- beat the ever living crap out of Becky. For no interferences. Minutes. No McMahons. Just let Charlotte, Becky, and Ronda do their thing. That's it. Did you hear that? No, they don't. Well, then. I'll send this to if, WWE. If, if, Vince, Enter- if Vince McMahon doesn't watch NXT, he sure as hell doesn't listen to our podcast. Well, I mean, you never know. All right, he knows what's going on and everything except NXT. But regardless of that, you're right. I I do think they should stay away. I'm just saying, don't be surprised if you see anything. Just like I wouldn't be surprised if we see a fatal four way for the WWE Championship. And obviously, that's not going to be the main event. But with Ali now back into this and. With everybody in agreement that yes, that was Mustafa's spot before the chamber, but Kofi picked up the ball, ran a mile with it, and caught it in the end zone. You know, obviously not that he necessarily didn't mean to take Mustafa's spot, but it's his now. I would now ra- with Mustafa back. Now what happens? I would rather see Mustafa at least feud with Samoa Joe. I'd rather see that. Okay. Um, trying to think because you're gonna get Ray and Andrade. You're, you, number one, you're getting them on the kickoff show this Sunday, which is for ridiculous. Ridiculous. They have been putting on pound for pound the best matches on main roster. Television. I don't think Vince watches SmackDown. I don't think. Ugh, I don't know why. I mean, for one, it can, you can you can it's kind of those that match. If you shoehorn it into the pay per view, it doesn't make much sense. But the fact that these guys are they're gonna put on an amazing match regardless. We all know it's gonna be amazing because these two are just magic together. Yeah. But the fact that it's on the pre show, it just sucks. It just really sucks. I mean, give them the whole pre show. They'll go a full hour. One I another. mean, it is better than just you know having a t- championship 
uh, on the pre-show. Yeah, I mean, it's better than having the Cruiserweight Championship on every single pre-show, just like the one you can have at WrestleMania on the pre-show. Mm. But and Anyway, I think those are all the points to hit from SmackDown. Um, a few other things that have happened today that have announced. Uh, for one, Juice and Thunder Liger, uh, wrestling legend in Japan, one of the greatest junior wrestlers of all time, has announced his retirement, and it'll be at next year's Wrestle Kingdom. He'll finish out the rest of the year. Uh, work at Wrestle Kingdom. As far as who his opponent will be at for his last match, who knows? We'll have to wait and see for that. Um, Osprey's going to the heavyweight division now. Uh, Kushida is gone. Uh, Ishimori, I think he's already faced him, but I think that would be really good. Anyway, we also... Uh, that's just a quick little segue there with uh, with New Japan. That's about all to report. Um, another thing is Jim Ross announced on his podcast that after his contract with WWE expires, he is not going to resign. He's going to be leaving WWE. Now, does this mean he'll be going to AEW? Already reports. I mean, of course they're already going to report that. Going, oh, Jim Ross, AEW bound. As much as I would love that, I'm going to believe it when I see it. Until Cody or the Bucks or somebody from AEW says something about Jim Ross, or Jim Ross says something himself, I'm not going to believe anything. Just remember, you know, everything like in the last few years when there were reports that Chris Jericho and Jim Ross wanted to start their own company. I think he's going. And I don't have I mean, to it believe it. Sense. And I don't have to believe it when I see it. I think it's happening. And I think he'll be a double or nothing. Well, we'll see. We will see what happens. I mean, his contract will be over at that point. Yeah. So... And if there was a no-compete clause, it would be over by then. Who would you put as uh, JR's partner? That's tough right now. Honestly, when I'm thinking about it. Maybe JR and Conrad? Maybe. That's what, that, that's what I'm thinking as of right now. I think you probably have Marvez as a host somewhere. Probably like a backstage interviewer type. Mm-hmm. Probably like that. Or maybe try him out at color. Maybe kind of swap them. Because, again, you're going to have a few events before they hit TV anyway. Ross has done color commentary, though. He did color commentary towards the end of his... Events. What, Jim Ross? Yeah. He won't it? do color. Not at least for the first event. He'll he'll be on play-by-play. Don't you remember on... No, no, I do. I just yeah. don't think he's going to to start out, at least. I think yeah. he'll be the main guy, at well, least, he for sh- Well, he should be play-by-play. He's the best play-by-play... That's what I'm saying. So what's this discussion in, for? <laughs> I know. He's the best play-by-play announcer in pro wrestling history. Absolutely. So there's no reason to continue this discussion. No. So, I'm just but, saying he has done it before. Yes, and I, and I'm that was him basically passing the torch to Michael Cole, saying, "All right, you're the guy now. You know, you call it how you see it. I'll comment with JBL." There were rumors whatever. about him leaving too, that he may be done with the company. Not, yeah. I don't know about anytime soon. Not anytime but, soon. I think they're like, just getting Todd Phillips ready the same way they got uh, Michael Cole ready. Yeah, grooming Todd Phillips. Right. Yeah. Again, Michael Cole could be gone five, ten years from now, but I think they know that Todd Phillips is going to be the guy when Cole leaves. So they're getting oh, I lo- him. I ready. love Tom Phil- Todd Phillips. I'd say Tom Tom Phillips. Yo, Tom. Did I say Todd Phillips? Did we say Todd? I think I said Todd. I apologize. Tom Phillips. Tom Phillips. But I do think we'll see something down the line where Tom Phillips moves to Raw and Cole will go to SmackDown at some point, maybe in the next year or two. Maybe. I don't think we're ever going to see Morrow back on main roster television. He doesn't want to deal with Vince's, uh, with his his bullcrap. I can't say I blame him. I can't either. But that's another story. Well, unless Triple H takes over again, another story for another day. Um, Big thing, obviously, that was announced uh, this morning of the recording WrestleMania 36 going to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. My good friend. Back to Florida for the fifth time in five years, but hey, a different part of Florida. My good friend Joe Stanziali listens to this podcast almost every single week. He tagged me in it this morning just with the look over here emojis with the eyes, and I said, it's going to Tampa. And he just did it again. 
Um, I was going to say, what was funny about WWE was uh, stay tuned for a special announcement from Raymond James Stadium about WrestleMania with the amazingly creative WrestleMania logo, by the way. And I'm like, oh, wow, I, WrestleMania will be in Montreal. Yep, yep, you're right. Yeah, I... Uh, like, I wonder what this is going to be about. Yeah, it's going to be good. But yeah, another uh, thing, a very creative logo. Uh, same, my same buddy, Joe, he said, like, it'd be really cool if you could see the WrestleMania stage as, a, like, a pirate ship. That would be pretty cool. Well, they have the pirate ship um, out there in the end zone well, at one of the parts of the stadium, but at the same time, on the other side of the stadium, you have the giant screen, mm -hmm. so it would be likely for the stage to go over there. You, you remember how the stage at Mania 33 looked when they had the entrance ramp in the second deck and they walked yeah, down? it looked like a roller coaster. It might be very similar at Raymond James because it's not a, a similar setup, but they have that small crowd or mm -hmm. that small section followed yeah. by the big screen you'll probably have something very similar that sounds pretty cool I'm ex I mean hey it's gonna be good it's gonna be very good um, good for the Florida crowd yep uh, which he's not that he's not that far from there he's from Northport I don't know how far the drive is but I know I know it's he's a closer drive than us I, I know <laughs> I know he's but hey if I wanted to go and Joe I'll be talking to you about this soon pal when tickets go on sale next year if maybe I want to stay next your November. house <laughs> I think I think it's gonna be great I want him to hear this how I want to talk about WrestleMania now I'm gonna mention to him Joe will be held to this yeah anyway which he, which, which he also said in our Facebook page today he said bring back the 30 day wrestling challenge or in capital letters i will revolt i will revolt we'll think about it joe me and johnny are gonna stop watching we'll get back to you exactly so but yeah i mean mania 36 it was rumored and heavily rumored that it was going to be in tampa bay for the longest time now finally official of course um it's interesting i mean again you know all jokes aside they do go to florida a lot but they have never been to tampa bay for a wrestlemania i know vince has wanted to go out there for a while minneapolis has been out of the discussion for the last year um and now of course with you know the la stadium being finished soon you have vegas coming up soon um it's a question of if they are ever going to go to minneapolis anytime soon my prediction would be no but you know, it's a good little spot in Tampa Bay. It's a nice stadium. Holds probably, I'd say, about, I want to say, close to 60,000 people for a football game. You probably fit about 70,000 in there because it is big. Mm. So you probably fit about 70,000 in there for Mania. It would be a decent crowd, Florida crowd. Obviously, you don't have to worry about anything besides rain. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, finally get another confirmed WrestleMania location out there. And I think this would probably be a good time unless you have anything to really just kind of move on to the predictions. Nope, let's just move on to the predictions. All right, so we will go to Fastlane. And again, but actually, before we even get to that, I mean, obviously, you know, I said it before, it's a very important pay-per-view. Is there any match here that really throws you off on, like, all right, anything can happen? Or do you think this is just a very predictable card? I don't think it's too predictable. Um, there are a lot of matches in here where I'm like, yeah, this is going to be pretty predictable, but... Some things could swerve you, okay. but for the most part, it's going to be a pretty straightforward pay-per-view. So why don't we start with the kickoff show? This is ridiculous. Rey Mysterio versus Andrade. Who do you got and why? Uh, I'm going to take Rey, because I think if they lead them into a Mania program, maybe for the U.S. title, if they don't want to do a multi-man ladder match. Uh, well, now Joe has the title, actually. Um, <laughs> I still think they'll put these guys at Mania, and I think Andrade will get a big win there, so I'm going to go with Rey. You know what? I think they're going to do something where maybe Andrade just keeps going over. I, I'm taking Andrade on Sunday, too. I think if they're going to give Ray a win, it might be on SmackDown or something like I that. I said Ray, not Andrade. What? You, you said Andrade, too. I said I, I said Ray. 
No, I said I think they're going to give Ray a big win on SmackDown, but I think Andrade's still getting a win at Mania, but I still have him winning on Sunday, too. I do think that Andrade is going to get a lot of momentum built for this. I think it's one of those, you know, the older guy, you know, pays the dues, puts the younger guy over, Mm -hmm. and rightfully so in this stance. So I'll take Andrade. Really just a differ from you. So just we have something different. Let's go with the Raw Tag Team Championships. The Revival versus Aleister Black and Ricochet versus Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Who do you got and why? Uh, The Revival. Uh, I'm going to say they retain... They need a big win on a pay-per-view. They've lost to uh, DIY. They lost to Aleister Black. And have Ricochet. they won on Raw since winning the tag belts? I don't think they have. So they need to win. I'm going to go with the Revival. And I think after the match, Bobby Roode turns heel. I'll take the Revival as well, but I don't think Bobby Roode turns heel on Sunday. I think it's coming. I think we see the seeds planted. Maybe on Raw on Monday night. Maybe a couple weeks after. It won't happen on Sunday. Seats will be planted, though. But in regards to who gets to win, I take the Revival as well. I want a heel turn. The Women's Tag Team Championships. Boston Hug Connection, Sasha Banks and Bailey versus Nia Jax and Tamina. Who do you got and why? Bailey and Sasha because they just won them. And Nia Jax and Tamina are god-awful. Especially Tamina. I can't stand Tamina. She's, oh, okay. she's terrible. I've had a good. Um, yeah, I'll take uh, Bailey and Sasha as well. I think this sets up for a huge Mania match for them. Uh, likely going to be against Trish and Lita. They've already been teasing it on social media. It's, I think it's going to happen. Um, so, obviously, for that to work, I give them the win on Sunday. The SmackDown Tag Team Championships, the Usos, the Champions versus the Miz and Shane McMahon, the Challengers. Who do you got and why? Usos. Yeah, I got the Usos to uh, retain because this is going to finally lead to Shane and Miz with their program into Mania. It's definitely going to lead to this. That's what this has been leading to the, whole, the entire time. Yeah, I agree. Not much more to say there. It's a matter of really who turns heel on who at the end of the match and if it happens at the end of the match or on SmackDown. But I'll take the Usos to win the match. The SmackDown Women's Championship. Oh, we've been waiting for you. <laughs> Oscar the Champion versus Mandy Rose. Who do you got Why? Asuka. And my best William Regal uh <laughs> impression I could do. Yeah, I, I got Asuka. Um, I don't... This feud has not been really that great. Also, that forgettable match that Mandy and... Or, sorry, Mandy <laughs> and Naomi had on SmackDown. Uh, that was just stupid. But, yeah, I'm going to say Asuka wins because she needs to win. I think she should just absolutely just squash Mandy Rose because she really needs to start looking dominant again. They started doing that really well at the Royal Rumble, but with her not being on TV and not even being booked in the last pay-per-view, it really hurts. So, Asuka. I'll take Asuka. I don't think it's going to be a squash, but I do think they will make her look dominant against Mandy Rose. I think Mandy Rose gets a few good minutes in in this match, but okay, I don't think it can really... I mean, you can squash Mandy Rose. I just don't think they're going to the way they booked Asuka. I don't. I didn't. I don't say that she is going to get squashed. That's what I want. I want Mandy to get squashed. Well, I, I just want, well that's why we agree to disagree. I'll take um, Asuka to win and retain the championship, though. She needs it bad. She hasn't been booked well recently. She needs a big win on this stage. I'll take her and then sets up whatever she has for WrestleMania. God, I hope it's good. Yes, she does. Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin versus Bobby Lashley versus The Shield for the quote-unquote very last time. Who do you got and why? Uh, Baron Corbin's mid-card of evil. They've just been booked. So, no, it's The Shield. It's The Shield. Like, again, this pay-per-view is very straightforward, very predictable. Uh, it's The Shield because if whether or not Ambrose is leaving or not, it's, The Shield goes over. 
I'm taking the mid card of evil here. Oh, you got to be kidding me! <laughs> I'm taking the mid card of evil. Why do you go with these obvious, like with these obvious matches? Like, you you pick Jericho over Naito. Like Jericho, like was was done with New Japan for a while, and you 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 do it to be See, to be different. This is America. I, I'm allowed to be different. You're allowed to be different. I just want to know why. It's just it seems so obvious. You know, it's the return of the Shield. It's the last time ever that they're gonna team up. They're all going in different directions after Fastlane. Seth is gonna start up with Brock. He doesn't need a win on Sunday. You know they're you, gonna you, have plans for Roman. He doesn't need a win on Sunday. You know you usually when you always say it just seems too obvious. Oh, I'm and, usually wrong. And then the exactly and then I'm, the obvious choice happens. Hey, listen, and just like the rest of the times, I'm probably gonna be wrong on this one. But my gut is telling me Drew Barron and Bobby, and that's where I'm going with here. I'm taking them to win on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> Let's go with the WWE Championship, Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens. I'm not going to ask you who wins. I'm going to ask you, how does this end and why? Um, I think this ends with the Kofi Kingston interference. I believe Kofi is going to get involved for sure. Um, I don't know about Mustafa Ali, but Kofi gets involved. But we have to pick a winner so we can see who... Because if we both say Kofi interferes, obviously we know he's going to interfere. It's, okay. So... I'm going, so who wins and how does it end and why? I'm going to say... I'm going to say Kevin Owens because I think when Kofi interferes, he'll attack Brian. So Kevin wins by DQ. Kevin wins the match. So that's why I'm saying Kevin Owens okay. wins the match by qualification. I'm going with Kevin Owens. So I think Daniel Bryan gets a cheap win. I'll take him to retain the championship. I'll get him to get the win over Kevin Owens. Probably have some interference from Rowan. Or something along those lines. Mm. Post-match assault. Kofi comes out, saves Kevin Owens. You know, might end up hitting a trouble in paradise on Kevin. Just had a pure frustration afterwards. I think regardless at the end, Kofi's standing tall, pointing at the mania sign. I'm here. I'm not going away. And again, whether Mustafa Ali comes out and interferes, I'm not sure. But I'll take a cheap win for Daniel Bryan to retain the championship on Sunday. Okay. And finally, probably the most obvious one of the night, but... I'm going to ask you in the same way I just asked you. Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. Becky wins. It's a triple threat on at WrestleMania. Becky loses, remains one-on-one. Who wins the match, and how does the night end, and why? Well, do you think this is for sure going to be the main event? Or I mean, be? I'm saying, how does this match Okay, well, well Becky, Becky obviously wins. And it could wins. be the main event. Becky, Depends how they book it. Becky obviously wins. She obviously wins, because if she does not get into this match... Oh, God, you're going to have a lot of angry people at WrestleMania. You're going to have a lot of angry people every week on Raw and SmackDown. But they're not that stupid. At least we or ho- are they? At least we hope they're not that stupid. I guess we'll find stu- out on Sunday. At least we, we, don't, we hope they're not that stupid. But we've been wrong. But, yes, going with Becky Lynch, um, I think this, prop, this ends. I'd say Ronda and Charlotte probably try and get involved, and then Becky will probably beat the crap out of both of them. I take Becky to win the match. I think afterwards, Ronda comes out, beats the crap out of both of them, stands tall. But I will take Becky to win the match. It's obvious she has to win the match. If she doesn't, there's going to be there's gonna be anything that fans get their hands on. It's going to be thrown into the ring. This is going to look like when Hogan betrayed WCW all over again if she does not win this match. Um, yeah, exactly. I, I don't think Vince wants that on his hands. Although, it would be a creative way to get her back into the match because she's going to be in the match. But if she loses on Sunday, it'll be interesting to see how she gets back in. But... I- at that no, at that point, if she does not win the match, what's the point of her trying to get in? Because if if she doesn't win, her suspension. Well, maybe that. Well, well, they never mentioned the suspension remaining. They, she just said she's out of WrestleMania. 
Sorry, I dropped my phone. Way to be a kid. Uh, But no, the suspension was lifted. She's fighting for opportunity to go to WrestleMania. If she loses, she's just out of the match. But um, it would be interesting. Maybe they maybe they go with the Stone Cold angle again. My brain doesn't run that far away to think. So I'll take <laughs> Becky to win the match, get in the triple threat, and hope to God that they just simple simplify this thing just to a point where we can mm-hmm. understand it, we can enjoy it, and we can be excited for the main event of WrestleMania. I can enjoy it. I can enjoy anything Becky does in this feud. But again, they need to simplify a little. But like more with you said, story. for Monday, isn't it a little too much what they're doing? It is a little too much. I did say that. Oh, you did. You did say that. Anyway, um, one other thing that I think we we forgot to mention uh, this week, we lost another uh, yes. legend in the wrestling business. Uh, King Kong Bundy passed away. Uh, I think either Monday or Tuesday I think it was of this Tuesday. Tuesday of this week. Yeah. So. Uh, bef- yes, Tuesday. Bef- it was before our time, but he was definitely definitely a guy. One of the was, cornerstones. I don't know about cornerstones, but he was one. Of the, but he was a big name back in the day, and uh, just to say, rest in peace to King Kong Buddy Bundy. Uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to your family, and um, take have fun with uh, with with Savage and Piper and and all these guys uh, with Eddie Guerrero and all these guys and girls we've lost over the years. Very well said, CJ. Thank you. So that'll do it for this edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Of course, our next edition, we will review Fastlane. Uh, we will start getting deeper into the road of WrestleMania. Not even just that. We got G1 Supercard coming up in Madison Square mm-hmm. Garden. We're going to get more into that. More AEW news as it comes out. We will let you know all about it. And more again, More into NXT. Yes, and as I just mentioned, you know, Road to WrestleMania, NXT TakeOver New York. It's Brooklyn Five. <laughs> Marks. Um... So mad they changed. You're, call, you're calling WWE marks. Yes, just because I can't think of anything else to say. That's not even an insult. Nope, not at all. They'd be calling you the mark. Exactly, but like they changed the name the last time they're going to be there, at least for a little while, and it's not fair. I know. Brooklyn Five had it such a nice rank to it. Anyway, so we'll be talking more about Brooklyn Five. Obviously, we'll be keeping up to date with the champ injury and the NXT Championship storyline, where they're going to go from here. Remember, we're no longer on SoundCloud. We're Anchor.fm. We are on uh, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. What's that last one missing? Uh, Pulling it all up uh, now. Something Pocket Podcast. Yeah, because I'm prepared here. Yeah. <laughs> um, Remember yeah. to follow us at TNAWP on Twitter. T-N-A-W-P and I have it pinned to our profile. You can listen to our podcast. Platform, or you can listen to our podcast on all following platforms on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and of course, Anchor.fm. Just search the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. So, remember, for sh- what? No, I was going to say, remember to follow us on Instagram at the Not Another Wrestling okay. Podcast and like us on Facebook at the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. You should all do that. Yes. So, for Sean McChesney and CJ Palmasano, we'll see you next time.